There's also a lot of AI fetishism going on here as well. Like, oh, we'll fight coronavirus with AI. But to, to me, that's just more hype. And I mean, I have my explanation for why that is based on how AI is actually very good for calibrating factory um, machinery. But I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a case of Silicon Valley people seeing a polit- political problem and assuming it's a technical problem. And like, in this case, what problems, the problems that we actually have in responding to coronavirus have more to do with just like the complete um, failure of our, you know, existing political structures to respond like in a reasonable way. And, and, you know, in the U S like we're seeing quite a wide variety of different responses from like local state and uh, federal levels. And, you know, the, the biggest problem I would say is just like the healthcare system. The healthcare system is total bullshit. This system was never designed to actually take care of people during a pandemic. And like, it's not obviously. And, you know, in a way I can't really blame people in Silicon Valley for like trying to put their energy towards COVID-19 as opposed to whatever, you know, enterprise marketing, marketing software they would be working on instead. It's maybe like a net win for the industry that we're, we're not having new features developed for things like that. But at the same time, I think it's um, the fact that if, if people actually believe that this is the best use of their time, then it speaks to this kind of tragic failure of imagination. It's really like narrowing of the political horizons where the only possibilities they imagine are either this like failed state um, and this like, you know, this political power vacuum where you have private companies doing everything um, or you have like, I don't know, tech companies rising to prominence and coordinating a better response. And it's just like, this, this is, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, I think what we're seeing with Silicon Valley is the, the limits of this great man um, approach to history where, you know, the, the idea that you have these like sun kings or whatever, just these really great people who are brilliant and just better than everybody else and whose brains are so much better, like that fucking inside Bill Gates brain thing. Um, and I think that like on this podcast, (laughs) we know that doesn't make sense. I think, um, the rest of the world is like, there's, it's still like more mixed. There's still people who kind of do believe that it's true that if you just get these geniuses in the right positions, and if you give them like power and authority and whatever, then they'll just fix problems. I don't think that's the case. I think we need to see like a dramatic swing of the pendulum in the other direction where these people just like have less power and power goes to those who actually need it. And so we just have like a more democratic way of allocating things. The question of how that happens, of course, is like, is a much broader one. I don't really know how to get to there from here, which is partly why like what I'm trying to critique what Silicon Valley is doing today it's hard to say it in a, in a, it's hard to like give this nuanced critique because I think people want to know, it's like, well, is this good or bad? It's like, well, it's better that these billionaires are caring about COVID-19 than just for them to like not care about it. But at the same time, like the whole structure is flawed. And it's like, that's, that's like a, a weird argument to make. It doesn't really, you know, play well in, in our just this like in this fast, really, really fast news cycle. But I think that is like the only answer that we have to hold on to, which is that, these guys just should never have been in this position in the first place. And what we need to do now is find out how we get to the point where they don't have this, the power to, you know, we're like, they're not in a position to decide whether or not we apply AI and they don't get to use AI as this like buzzword that, you know, only they have the power to determine what it means because 
we have much better like education and we have much better accountability for things like this. So the whole thing, the whole thing is basically just fucked is really what I'm saying. Well, I mean, one of the things we talk about, right, is how do you stop this? And one of the best ways to stop pharaohs from coming in and taking over and privatizing the state, whether you want to or not, is to try to rebuild the state such that there's no space for them to come in and privatize stuff. Um, and also just a, a note, a note sort of just on, on AI technically, it's, you say that this is a, a technical solution to a political problem. You're, you're also right because the political problem is, is, is just that we got rid of all the mask manufacturers. You can't, and, and analysis by its very nature is about taking things apart, looking at their component parts and understanding them that way. And if the problem is that you don't have enough, a big enough block of stuff to begin with, right? If you don't have enough stuff for everyone to begin with, you can't analyze that problem away. Analysis is not the right tool, or at least analysis of the material is not the right tool. Analysis of why you have so little material is the right tool. The problem uh, that socialists have now is selling that because everyone else Mm. is very keen to say no. Everyone else is hammering on this bolt that needs a wrench. (laughs) But... um, I I also am going am going to just uh, move move us to final thoughts for a moment. Wendy, have you final judgments? Uh, yeah, I think what we've talked about in this episode really just illustrates the lack of applicability of a lot of Silicon Valley's tools to the current moment. And you know what you're saying, Riley, about analysis is like these people love the idea of approaching things from first principles and figuring figuring out like what to do based on that. And I, you know, I, I think that's a very powerful tool tool as well. I just think like, it's hard to figure out what the actual first principles are. And if you're, if you're just like living in this very neoliberal environment where everyone around you is kind of saying the same thing and has the same assumptions about how political systems should work, then you're not going to get down to first principles. Like you don't actually understand the alternatives of what an economy sh- could and should be. And so I, I think it's, it's like, it's really sad in a way because there's still a part of me that really believes in some of the ideas of Silicon Valley and this idea that, you know, you could just disrupt things. You can um, reimagine things. You can make things better, make them more efficient. I think there's something really powerful there. It's just right now that energy is being turned uh, toward for one, the wrong purposes. And also it's being constrained by the political economic landscape that we have, which means that like the best that these people can do during this global pandemic is say, oh, we should use AI to figure out where to distribute our limited resources. As opposed to saying like, we got to overthrow fucking like all of these systems because nothing is working. Like the fact that so many people in this country don't have health insurance, that that is like a much bigger problem to me than anything the, these guys are working on. But you know, it's it's not within their purview. Like it's not something they, they feel like they can do and, you know, for a good reason. And so I think what that, what that says to me is like the focus of Silicon Valley, the, um, the, the direction that all these people have been putting their energy in, that's wrong. 